I'm Adam. And I'm Joe. And together we're the maladjusted... We'll say it together. Oh, we're... we're the, yeah. So you can't just... Yeah. Okay. I, I'm Adam. And I'm Joe. And we're the... We're the maladjusted... You're supposed to say it with me. Just forget it. We're the maladjusted <laughs> misfits. And this is the one where we talk about friends. Good job. That was our temporary theme that Adam made, inspired by the soundscapes of Ross Geller. I voted against it. Okay, a little intro to us as the Maladjusted Misfits, as the the podcast, the one that we're talking about talking friends. Talking about friends. Um, so, I mean, I make you watch Friends at least once all the way through a year. Once a year, all the way through. Right. Um, I liked it. You kind of got into it. You watch it with me. But it's really like my favorite show. Right. Um, and a lot of the times, I mean, now it's been on so much that <laughs> now it's on while you're doing stuff on yeah, your phone. So and- I keep it on in the background. It's like uh, I read somewhere, especially during the pandemic, but, you know, you rewatch shows over and over again that you know because it's comforting because you know what's going to happen. Right, right. You know all the jokes. You're familiar with the characters. And it's like a like a blanket, and so. Right. And again, this is something that I got into when I was young, watching movies over and over. You know, the Goonies mm-hmm. and ET and right. stuff like that. You just used to watching it so many times yeah. that it, you just know it. Yeah. And I think that's how Friends is with you. Yeah. And I, I am too, with a certain extent. Yeah. But most of the time, I keep it on in the background. I'll be doing other things, but every once in a while, I focus on it, and then I really laugh hard, and I re- remember how much I love these, <laughs> right. these shows and these characters. So, um, we talked about doing a podcast, and so we decided to. You know, we've been together for twenty nine years. Well, we've been married for twenty nine, together mm-hmm. for thirty two. Or 34. 34. Uh, 34 years. And, um, you know, just thought it would be something fun to do and, and talk about my favorite show. Sounds good. All right. All right. Well, let's get started then. Okay. All right. This is our pr- primary episode. Or <laughs> pilot episode. Pilot episode. <laughs> the one where Monica gets a roommate. A.K.A. the one where it all began. <laughs> So, episode was directed by James Burroughs, and uh, he directed a total of 15 episodes out of how many? Two. 234? Two, yeah. That's not very many, but that's, he directed 15. That's not, oh, yeah, his 15, his 15 is not, is very, not many. very many. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that's quite a lot of episodes. It was uh, written by David Crane and Marta Kaufman. Uh, was also created by uh, David Crane and Marta Kaufman. And what else did David Crane uh, work on? So uh, David Crane, along with Marta, both worked on Dream On and Veronica's Closet. And David um, created the uh, Episodes television show with Matt LeBlanc. Yeah, I like that show. That was fun. That's a fun show. Yeah. And then Marta also worked on Grace and Frankie, and I love Grace. Yeah, I love Grace and Frankie too. I want to be Frankie when I grow up. Mm, Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So tell us about the plot. 
Okay, so the episode plot um, for this one is Monica and Lee. This is the IMDb plot. Oh, this okay. Is the, this is. This the, should be interesting as time goes on. Yeah, we're going to do the official IMDb plots for each one. So Monica and the gang introduce Rachel to the real world after she leaves her fiance at the altar. Fiance. <laughs> Well, I was doing Raising Arizona pronunciation. Oh, okay. So, um, <laughs> it originally aired on nine twenty two ninety four. Aw, that was only five days after we got married. Five days after we got married, so that's how old we are. Yeah, but we didn't watch Friends when it first came out. Not, I mean, we, we saw it, but yeah, um, we you start watching it probably around season six, seven, six, six or seven. seven? I yeah. don't know. And then, then we went back and the beginning and caught up, and we finished right. watching it when it went off the air. So right. like season right, 10. Right, right, right. So, so there's some trivia. You already said there's 234 total episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the first episode, the pilot, 22 million people turned in. Okay, not us, though. Yeah, not us. We did not tune in. <laughs> 22 million other people. That's right. Uh, this is... The only episode with a full fountain scene, um, right. so everyone's in it and they play it from the very be- from beginning mm-hmm. to end. Mm-hmm. Um, Lisa Kudrow wrote in the forward of Matthew Perry's book. It's the book he wrote, "Friends, Lovers, and the Big Terrible Thing." She wrote in the forward that Matt was the only reason everyone was smiling because it was very cold and it was very late, and so he made everyone Ooh. happy. Oh, he was the jokester yep. trying to he keep was everybody his character. in. And tried to keep everyone smiling. So, do you know how late did it was? It didn't say. I wonder if it's like 10 p.m. or <laughs> 4 a.m. I wonder. Right. <laughs> I don't know. Dancing in cold water at 4 a.m. I think I'd be like, forget it. Um, and then uh, this is supposed to be a show about 20 somethings. Um, Matthew Perry and Jennifer Aniston were 25 during mm-hmm. the pilot. Matt LeBlanc was 27. David Schoemer is 28. Courtney Cox was 30. Mm. Lisa Kudrow was 31. Oh, wow. She's the oldest friend. But the goofiest. Yeah. <laughs> Although, hearing her talk about friends now, she's like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> we saw her on the Property Brothers, remember? Yeah, but that was an old Property Brothers oh, we saw sure. her. <laughs> <laughs> Again, we're behind on everything. All right. So So, um, there's a couple things we'd like to do each episode, and we thought we'd start off with those. Um, First one is our episode reaction. Right. Right. Um, Again, we're trying to, we assume if you're listening to this, you've seen the show. So we're hoping. There's no spoilers. (laughs) We're not spoiling this 29-year-old show for anybody. Yep. So the episode react. My reaction to the episode is, I, I don't know. This first episode, it's a pilot. A lot of pilots are weird. Yeah. A lot of the first show, you know, they're feeling out the characters. They're trying to get. What I like about the Friends pilot is all the character, all the friends are very laid out. All the yeah. their care, their identifying character traits are all in the pilot episode. Yep. Phoebe's all hippy-dippy. Mm-hmm. Chandler is the goofball. 
I mean, Ross is just kind of a depressed lunatic in the first <laughs> one, but that he stays there through a lot of it anyway. <laughs> but, <laughs> Rachel's spoiled. Yep. Joey eats sandwiches and hits on people at an appropriate time. <laughs> it's all, you know, it's all there. All the yeah. grounding is there. Yeah. Um, I mean, I like the pilot episode. Mm-hmm. I like it. Um, I immediately love Chandler. I don't know. I mean, maybe he reminds me of you. You were super goofy when we were in high school and we met. So I was a little goofy. Yeah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Ross immediately annoys me. I don't, you know, I, I probably over the years have gone back and forth every year we watch it. We probably watch it all the way through once a year. Um, but you know, sometimes I like him, but most of the time I'm just like, I think I like Ross more now. I think there was definitely a few years in there where I found him very irritating. Yeah. I kind of think that like, again, in the beginning, he seems like one of the more interesting characters because he's kind of got a lot going on. You know, he's got a lot of turmoil <laughs> hitting the ground. Right. <laughs> Comes out of the gate. His wife right. leaves him as a lesbian. Right. <laughs> so I, I think that's... But um, I've definitely watched it with the perception of he he's, um, you know, had a complete nervous breakdown after his wife left him. Right. And it was completely insane. <laughs> Um, but and sometimes n- you're really mad at him. When sometimes I'm really mad like, at him. The mean, whole every- break, we're on a break thing. You get really <laughs> pissy at the TV sometimes. <laughs> no, I get pissy at Rachel too, to be <laughs> right, fair. Right, that's true. That's um, true. Everybody has their moments where they, where they piss you off. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Phoebe's got a couple good moments in there during yeah. the runs of the show. where. I just- yeah, and I think, you know, Phoebe starts off really kooky and weird and then she goes straight for a while and then she goes back to being weird it like ebbs and flows right like i'd like to track that because it's like sometimes it's like okay she said something normal it was completely normal and then sometimes it's like right (laughs) oh i thought we called each other (laughs) (laughs) right and again we could talk about phoebe i think you know um i don't know where i have this in my notes but one of my long-term theories is that Phoebe is definitely fucking with people on purpose. <laughs> and we can get to that as the show progresses. That's crazy. Each episode. <laughs> I mean, sometimes she seems like, ha, 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 ha. But I think there's there's proof in a few episodes in particular that kind of lead to the fact that she's definitely knows what she's doing and has a definite. That's funny. <laughs> um, favorite line. What was your favorite line? Uh, my favorite line of this uh, first episode is, I wish I was a lesbian. Did I say that out loud? <laughs> <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> <laughs> um. Chandler says that. My Chandler favorite line that. is Lisa, because um, I feel like I could say this or I have said this. Uh, when Ross asks her if she wants to come over and help build furniture at his new apartment, and she goes, oh, I wish I could, but I don't want to. Right. That's one of those quotes that I always think of five minutes too late. Like, <laughs> right. I, 
I wish I could be that honest with people. Like, well, maybe no, no. your goofiness is like they just think about you. Like they don't even think about it. I don't want to. <laughs> All right, your favorite moment. My favorite moment is probably in this episode. I mean, we're gonna go through the whole episode, but we're giving you a preview. Um, my favorite moment is uh, Phoebe's backstory. <laughs> uh, she drops it at just the right moment when you know again when i personally am starting to get annoyed by rachel <laughs> she kind of just goes <laughs> well i was homeless so yeah your problems aren't that bad <laughs> <Right>. lady <laughs> wah, 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 wah. <laughs> uh, my favorite moment even though it creeps you out is when chandler does that little pinocchio dance <laughs> once i was a little wooden boy <laughs> Uh, and dances out of the apartment. I just like that. Yeah, it definitely. When, this last time when we watched it, I was like, "That's really weird." <laughs> we were talking about. Joey I know they're a... making fun of Joey, and it makes it makes so sense. Here's a little tidbit too, like even though they dance out of the apartment, you don't actually see Joey and Chandler's apartment until like episode three. So, oh, yeah? Really? Yeah, yeah. So hmm. we only see Monica's apartment and the coffee shop and stuff. Um, we don't see uh, Joey and Chandler's apartment yet. Hmm. That's funny. Yeah. You're like, we're not going to build it until we have to, okay? Right. Until <laughs> we see if this picks up. Uh, favorite outfit, and then we said it could be legitimate or ironic. Right. So. It can be an ironic favorite outfit. Or legit. Again, m- mine for this, for the... We we watch them. We're gonna watch them all before we do the, obviously before we do the episodes, so it's fresh in our minds. But I had completely forgotten about Joey's black button-up sleeveless <laughs> shirt that says really big on the back, Diesel and Company. Need it fast? No job too big. <laughs> I was just staring at it going, what? The, why would anybody wear this ever? Well, it was the 90s. <laughs> I guess so. Which leads to my favorite outfit, which was Rachel's wedding dress. It was... The wedding dress. I know that you don't like the veil, and we'll talk about mm-hmm. it later, but I think the wedding dress still holds today. She looked really pretty in it. She looks beautiful in yeah, the wedding Yeah, it was dress. flattering. It was a pretty dress. and The, the headband and the veil got yeah. to go. We'll talk about it. Yeah. But she looks, I mean, <laughs> Jennifer go. Aniston looks yeah, pretty good in, pretty in get, just about everything. Yeah. But <laughs> There's very few outfits. She'll probably be one of my favorite outfits most of the time. <laughs> Dramatic line reading from episode one. I remember when I first came to the city, I was 14. My mom had just killed herself, and my stepdad was back in prison. And I got here and I didn't know anybody. And I ended up living with this albino guy who was like cleaning windshields outside Port Authority. And then he killed himself. And then I found aromatherapy. So believe me, I know exactly how you feel. Okay, so we're just going to start running through it. And then opens with the cold open, which is dancing in the fountain. Right, no real cold open this time. Um, 
I think most people know some of the terms cold open would be the opening scene. Right. But Which the, sometimes doesn't have to do with anything else in the episode. Right. Yeah. And sometimes it does. Right. And, but this is a pilot episode, so... It's just the dancing in the fountain. It's just the dancing in the yep. fountain. And um, one thing that we're going to have at the end of every episode is our um, sweater vest tracker. <laughs> Chandler sweater vest. Doing a tally of Chandler's sweater vest. So, boom, right away, fountain, first sweater vest. Yep. Uh, that might get very uncomfortable, all wet, but that was pretty funny. So, uh, We won't count the sweater vest every single time. Right. It gets counted this time because yeah. it's the first it's episode. The first so, But anytime he wears a sweater vest throughout the episode, we will track that. So, Right. Uh, so, we start Central Perk. Monica, Phoebe, Chandler, and Joey are sitting on the orange couch. And uh, Monica starts, the very first dialogue is... There's nothing to tell. <laughs> Again, I think that was probably a deliberate, you know, we're going to have these characters talking a lot. Right. So they wanted to have somebody do something kind of addressing that right off the bat. So Monica says, there's nothing to tell. <laughs> and they're talking about Monica's not a date. Right. And um, I noticed right away Jasmine is their waitress. Okay, so Jasmine comes back later. She's Phoebe's friend that also works at the uh, massage place with massage her. But she place. works at Central Perk as well. Right. I don't know if she's playing Jasmine. Oh, at the massage place? No, we'll uh, oh, I mean, in, in the coffee shop oh, in this okay. first one. I don't know if she's playing she's Jasmine. She's a background person. It's right just now. the actress. Got it. Again, there's a few characters who... Are kind of always supporting characters, right. um, but I mean we'll get to those when we see them. I for, I didn't write down Jasmine's real name. <laughs> we'll have to look that. Yeah, up. we'll have to look that up for when so she makes her. First thing I noticed in this opening scene is how floppy Joey's hair is. <laughs> right, he's <laughs> he's got Ben's haircut from later <laughs> seasons. He's got a bowl cut. It's <laughs> good. He's got a diesel vest on and a bull haircut. Right. Uh, and then Chandler talks about his disturbing dream. Right, is, with with the phone yeah. being there. Again, the poor Chandler. Just, yeah. again, right off the bat, yep. Chandler being Chandler. Uncomfortable dreams <laughs> involving his, his mom. mom. <laughs> um, I also noticed the orange couch that they're sitting on, which supposedly is the same couch through all ten seasons. It starts off pretty rough looking. I don't know if they fixed it up or what, but you should see if they fix it up before this by the second yeah. episode. Like There's they're a like big hole. On well, the top. we got picked up. We'll yeah. have to reupholster it. <laughs> There's a big hole on the top of the couch. So, um, then it jumps to Ross uh, coming in, and he goes, "Hi." hi. <laughs> That's his. They love the hi. Yeah. Hi. I don't. I can't say I'm in love with the high. I'm sure there's people out there who <laughs> love love the Ross's high. They keep it going quite a bit, and they call back to it a lot. Yep. But uh, yeah, that's Ross's first introduction. It's like, here's Eeyore. <laughs> so Ross tells us he's getting divorced. And that's when Chandler says, sometimes I wish I was a lesbian. <laughs> Did I say that out loud? <laughs> <laughs> um, so then Rachel enters wearing a wedding dress because Ross's line is, 
I don't want to have hormones, which cracks me up. I don't want to have hormones. <laughs> I don't want to have hormones. I want to just be married. And that's when Rachel walks in in the wedding dress. I just want a million dollars. But I think it's funny before she walks in in her wedding dress, if you watch the background, you can see her walk past Central Perk. Yeah. And then you see her come yeah, back yeah. to come in. So it's like she did go to Monica's apartment and look for her and come back. So I right. thought that was a cool like right. continuity thing that they caught. So, um, so Adam so, has trouble with the veil. Well, first, <laughs> you know, I know she just left the wedding, right? And she has nothing else with her, mm-hmm. which I find like was the wedding a couple blocks away? Sure. Was it in the city? It was probably <laughs> in the city. I would assume. I don't know. Right. But how did she get there with nothing else? Right. And she's soaking wet. And she's soaking wet. And the veil is just hideous. It's very, again, this is, I I don't know if it's of the time. It's definitely of the time. (laughs) Because it reminds me of my brother's wedding, his first wedding. Because he's been married more than once. Three times. Uh, (laughs) It's, um, we had, in that wedding we had that same, like, V-shaped headband and then this, like, god-awful pot scrubber on the back of it. That's what we called it, the pot scrubber, because it looked like you could pop it up and wash your dishes with it. It reminds me of the never-ending story headband that the cute little (laughs) girl has on in there. But it's like, I I don't understand. I feel like she would have tore it off. Yeah. Like, like ripped it off her head. Right. When yeah. she's when it started raining on her, I feel like she would have ripped it off. I guess it's funnier that she has it on. Yeah. But it, I guess. It's a full bride outfit. Almost 30 years later, it's <laughs> it's so It's like, if I were date. in that situation, I would have ripped that <laughs> off. Um, so I always notice that Monica introduces Rachel to everybody in the coffee shop. And people have talked about this before, that they get pissed because... Technically, Rachel knows Chandler. She's yeah. met him a couple Thanksgivings, and they and just made out two years ago yeah. in college, <laughs> right. according to the show. They made out, <laughs> but again, it, but, it's you know, yeah, I, it's the pilot. You never know. It's the yeah. pilot. Mm-hmm. You don't know, and like I feel like TV shows nowadays have more continuity yeah. than older sitcoms. Right. Kind of used to just because there's a go couple by. things that'll like. Well, I thought this was happening, and because I feel like in today's world we really rewatch things, yeah, <laughs> right off the bat, right, and we're looking for those little oh, Easter for sure. eggs. When it first came out, you could only watch it all the way through while it was live, and then right. you couldn't it, watch it again until syndication, and right. then you could buy it on DVDs. And right. Stuff like so, that. like, I think a lot of those things that we think of as being standard in yeah. today's TV shows, you know, at, I think Friends is like the, la- like the last of the shows mm-hmm. that kind of do the fly-by-the-seat-of-their-pants thing writing every episode. Because right. there are some things... Again, that Phoebe does that don't seem very Phoebe. Right, right. That Joey does that don't seem very Joey. Right. And I think it's because, again, writing 23 episodes a year is, I imagine, trying. (laughs) (laughs) So in that scene, she talks about um, staring at the Limoges gravy boat. So, of course, I had to look that up because I don't know what a Limoges gravy boat is. No, I hear gravy boat and right. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, is anyone a gravy boat? 
person? I mean, I'm not. Rachel so. is a gravy boat. <laughs> well, yeah, Rachel's a gravy boat. So I looked it up. It's it's France. It's made in France or it's French um, porcelain. Uh, and it ranges an average today, if you were to buy one, five hundred to five thousand dollars for a gravy boat. For a gravy boat. Yeah, that seems uh, excessive. I'm not a five thousand dollar gravy boat kind of guy. <laughs> I think we just kind of use the pot that the yeah. gravy's in on Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Yep. Anybody want gravy? <laughs> <laughs> oh, put it on over here. Uh, so then we jump to Monica's apartment. Monica's apartment. They're all there, all six of them. They're watching Spanish TV. Uh, Rachel's on the phone talking to her dad. Mm-hmm. Those pants are not flattering. Oh, I love that line too, and I love that. Push her down the stairs. <laughs> yeah. Push her down the stairs. Um, I like that Joey says those pants. Are, those pants are not flattering. That was Chandler. <laughs> was it? I think it is oh, Chandler. Man. That says oh man, I feel like a bad podcaster now that I yeah. quoted the wrong line. Yeah, well, you didn't make a note of it. We're just, yeah. I just said it. Okay. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, I think it's Chandler because I think that's the first time that I was like, oh, Chandler says what I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> Those pants are not flattering. <laughs> the veil uh, is hideous, <laughs> and the pants are not flattering. <laughs> uh, so Rachel's having a conversation. She says, "I don't want to be a shoe." Uh, maybe I'll stay with Monica. And then Monica goes, I think we've established he's staying with right. Monica. <laughs> and I like to imagine, again, no, watching all the episodes, Rachel's dad on the other end of the phone, <laughs> right. listening to this nonsense coming out of Rachel's mouth. Right. And just knowing After him. After she walked out on this probably very expensive wedding. <laughs> right. It just, I could only imagine what he would be right. saying. Because <laughs> as we get to know his character later, he's... <laughs> Just crazy. Uh, then we time jump to Rachel breathing into a bag, and then Phoebe sings her. Um, These are a few of my favorite things. I mm. like when she goes, "I helped." Right. <laughs> and again, that's the first. Yeah, Phoebe's weird and annoys <laughs> the characters in the show. Right. <laughs> And Joey has a sandwich. He's making a sandwich, and then he hits on Rachel. <laughs> right. <laughs> Again, the Joey twofer right there. A twofer. Sand- sandwich. sandwich and hitting on a girl. Hitting on a, a <laughs> woman who just ran out at her wedding. Uh, and then Paul, the wine guy. Paul, the wine guy. Buzzes. And this might be my runner-up. Okay, I take it back. The pusher down the stairs is not. But um, when he goes, please don't do that again, it's a terrible sound. <laughs> I love Chandler. I think that's great. Um, I personally think Paul looks too old for Monica. I, I She's supposed to be 25 in this, mm-hmm. and he looks 40. Um, I don't know if he looks 40. He, uh, he's. I still think he looks too old, um, and that's when Phoebe says her line, I wish I could, but I don't want to. <laughs> Uh, to help Ross build yep. the yep. entertainment unit. So then we. So then we go to Ross's yep. apartment. It's Ross, Joey, and Chandler. Now again, I just want to say, uh, one of the writers, I don't know who, has an issue with entertainment units. Why? They're having trouble building this entertainment unit. Later, Joey's going to build an <laughs> entertainment unit <laughs> that has all sorts of problems. <laughs> Somebody had a traumatic event <laughs> That's right. with the entertainment yeah. units in their life. That's right. That they keep addressing. <laughs> right. And they 
Then they go, that wasn't enough. I got to keep coming back to the entertainment PTSD. PTSD. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With the entertainment unit. Oh, that's funny. I forgot about that. Um, and then they make fun of Ross because he got... Um, Carol got the furniture, the stereo, the good TV, and I got you guys. Yeah, you yeah. got screwed. <laughs> um, so then they switch to Monica and Paul, the wine guy at the restaurant. Right, and this is their date. Yep. So the only thing I can think about is how bad the set was. The set is so set like it looks like a high school set. Um, the waiter goes through a curtain, like a sheet. It looks like a sheet hanging from a curtain rod. I'm just like, that just can't be sanitary. <laughs> I just don't think that's right. <laughs> I'm thinking about, you know, he's talking about, we'll get to in depth on Paul the Wine Guy later. Right. Who I think is one of the biggest creepers ever. <laughs> but he's talking about his ex Go, you know, once she started going to the dentist four or five times a week and buries a dentist, I don't know if it's a different writer having a different trauma. <laughs> Somebody hates the dentist. Hate dentist. Uh, and then he talks about the watch or stomping on the watch, right. and that's a setup for later, which is yeah. kind of weird. Yeah, it's a weird setup. Yeah. It, 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 the payoff is weird, yeah. I think. I do too. Um, We'll get but to it again. We'll, we'll get, to, get to more of that Paul the Wine Guy stuff later. And then we go back to Monica's apartment. So these flip back and forth a lot. These scenes are pretty quick and flip back and forth. Right. Rachel's there by herself. She's leaving Barry a phone message. Very 90s humor. Yeah. Very, you know, I, I don't know how many things in the 90s <laughs> were, I'm leaving you a message. This is very important. <laughs> Sorry, your machine cut me off. I'm leaving another message. <laughs> this is something that was very standard in the 90s. Right. Swingers, I know, yeah, is definitely. another one. Yeah. Is Swingers, the movie with John Favreau, who shows up in Friends later. Yeah. But uh, I know there's a lot of answering machine references in 90s yeah. stuff. Um, so when she's talking to Barry or she's leaving that message, she's not talking to him. She mentions, uh, you think it's because I said something to you about having sex with your socks on. <laughs> and I just shudder. I hate socked feet touching me. Yes, you just hate it on the couch. Yeah. Let I, alone. No, like, yeah, if you tuck your feet up and they start creeping over in my space and touch me, ugh, no. Mm -mm. I don't mind if you take your socks off and touch me with your feet. I just don't like socked feet <laughs> touching right. me. So I can't even imagine. I'd be like, no sex with socks on. No. You don't even wear a lot of socks. I hate socks. I don't know why. Yeah. I have hot feet, I guess. <laughs> and then, you know, she's wearing an outfit. She's wearing jeans and a shirt and then, uh, like, a button down. And, like, I assume she borrowed it from Monica. It's the same night. Her hair's still kind of, you know, right. reddish, wrinkly. Crinkly, not right. wrinkly. <laughs> but I'm like, are they the size, same size, same shape? That just seems weird. But I don't know. I mean, I, I don't. I never. She might have had clothes that didn't quite fit right. <laughs> Who knows? I don't know. <laughs> All right, we go back to Ross's apartment. Ross, Chandler, and Joey again, and uh, he says, "What if there's only one woman for me? One flavor of ice cream? What is this one woman?" <laughs> So then Joey talks about your favorite, well, one of your favorite lines where he says, Bing, 
cherry vanilla. Right. I just lo- I love his delivery of that. <laughs> right. But it also makes me think, what is Bing cherry vanilla? <laughs> right. What the fuck is? <laughs> is that Chandler's brand of ice cream? <laughs> that would be funny if that you know Chandler's funny. mom not yeah. only had the romance. It, and his dad was a Vegas, but they also owned an ice cream company. <laughs> that would be a weird triad to have. Um, so Joey tells him that you can have one flavor of ice cream. You put whatever you want on it. There's like all these things that you can, flavors and different stuff. And um, I'm sorry, there's different flavors. And you can put sprinkles on it and you can put right. cherries and stuff like that. Um, and then one time somebody made a metaphor to me about Ritz crackers because mm-hmm. they were like about people being yeah. the same because they were like you're just going to be with Adam for the rest of your life you're just going to eat one cracker for the rest of your life every day and so I was like yeah I didn't think anything of it and when I came home and I told Adam the story told him what you said I said well yeah but you can put all kinds of things on a cracker <laughs> you can put cheese or peanut butter you, know, you, right. you change it up you right. make it different you know same cracker different uh different right. spice <laughs> and then you like that i don't know if i'm hungry or horny <laughs> stay out of my freezer <laughs> right it's such it's Every now and then they have a weird Chandler line in there mm-hmm. where they're like forcing it. Yeah. And I think during the pilot, they're like, we have to have you make as many jokes as possible because yeah. you're going to be the joke guy. <laughs> so I feel like they that one feels forced to me. Really? They, oh, I think it's To funny. me, it feels forced. I mean. Yep. Whatever. But. All right. Back to the restaurant. Back to the cheap uh, <laughs> cardboard <laughs> high school a uh, place that um, Monica and Paul, and I mean, he starts telling a story about how he can't get it up anymore. Uh, and really, what he can't do is tell the truth. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, this story. Okay. Knowing the end, you know, no, know, knowing that this is a line. Okay, this is the setup for him. Still amazing. To want Monica to just sleep with him. Right. He doesn't care about anything else. Mm-hmm. He doesn't care about the fifth date like he's claiming to. He just wants to have sex with mm-hmm. her. So it's so cre- it's such a creepy story. It's like Frank TJ Mackey creepy. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's it's I mean to pretend to be impotent for 2 years. Right. So somebody, you know, I don't know, go see a therapist. <laughs> if it's true, right, right. <laughs> I mean, do people really fall for that? I mean, I'm not impressed. If he started telling me that story, my first thought would be like, I'm not like modelly coddling this guy because he can't get it up. I'm going to go find somebody. <laughs> but again, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm from a perspective of, you know, we've been dating since we were 16. Right. So I've never had to develop a line. line. Yeah. And I never had to fall for a line. <laughs> <laughs> never had to fall for it. But um it's such a creepy line. Yeah. It's it it's one of those that it's like the taking those little it's like going to a seminar or buying those books, you know, how to seduce women or, you know, doing those type of things, which to me are just so so creepy. Right. Plus it's like it seems like a long con. It's like I have to tell this long, drawn-out story. Right, that, to he's, con- that he starts at the beginning of dinner. Yeah, and so, like, why not get to know that person and just, like, 
see, I don't know. Because he wants to have sex tonight, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> right. And that's the thing is like, I don't know. I never wanted sex that badly to be like, I feel like I you didn't need to tell th- me that you I, were impotent right. for two I need to think of an elaborate lie <laughs> right. to get this person in the bed with me. I've never had uh, that. Then we go back to Monica's apartment because we keep flipping back and forth. Rachel's watching Joni and Chachi get married. And then her big thing is, but Joni loved Chachi. That's the difference. Mm-hmm. I remember Joni and Chachi. Did you ever watch Happy Days? Um, I watched a little bit of Happy Days. I don't think I ever watched it when Joni and Chachi were a big part of it. Um, again, I think it's weird that it happened to be on TV the day that she left her. Right. You know? <laughs> Yeah. The episode of them getting married is on TV. Right. Um, but they do a lot of old TV show callbacks during the first few episodes. Yeah. So I, when, when I was little, I actually was confused by Happy Days because the lighting and everything right. made it look like an older show. So I actually thought it was from the 50s <laughs> oh my when God. I was young, younger. That's so funny. <laughs> and I think that's why they paid attention oh to it. So funny. I was fooled by the... By the creative <laughs> creativeness of Happy Days, pulled, pulled it over on me. Uh, back to Ross's apartment with Ross, Chandler, and Joey. And uh, he's telling him to grab a spoon to try the different flavors. Right. And then Ross says that really weird line. Right. Billy, don't be a hero mean anything to you? No, it does not, Ross. <laughs> Billy, that does not mean anything to me so it was really weird i looked it up because whenever people mention stuff like limoges gravy boat or something like that i looked it up right because now you can yeah at the time you couldn't you couldn't you just be like if you didn't get the reference you'd be like i don't know (laughs) use the dialogue (laughs) uh so i looked at the song and it was a 1974 british pop song it's so weird Oh, so, 1974. Yeah, so like Ross was what, like six when he listened to that song? That's, that's the last time he, he met right. Carol when he was six? Right, that's... Like what's a song that we listened to when we were in high school? Rabbit. <laughs> would be like... I don't know. I don't know. We'd have to think of that. Yeah. I'll have that for you next episode. No, she won't. <laughs> oh, <come> on. <laughs> <laughs> And then back to uh, Monica's apartment, Rachel, Rachel's sad. She While a sad song plays, she's longingly looking out. This. Right. The song could be Billy Don't Be a Hero for all I know. <laughs> I don't recognize the song. Um, again, they're setting up something that will be a constant. Rachel stares out the windows quite a bit. Yeah. <laughs> Is it raining too? Because oh, that I, happens a lot too. Yeah, that, yeah, that happens a lot. Because you can only be sad when it's raining uh, again they're doing a really good job setting up yeah, character yeah. traits one of rachel's is you know she's spoiled and she stares sad out the window <laughs> a lot of the time do you not ever look longingly out a window no i don't really look sad out windows <laughs> <laughs> duly noted all right back to monica's apartment uh rachel chandler and joey so it's the next morning mm-hmm. um rachel's never made coffee before in her life and it's bad. It's bad. They um, do not care for the coffee. No. So I did notice that Rachel is wearing Monica's robe because we will see that robe again. Right. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the you like, call it the Hugh Hefner the robe. Hugh Hefner robe. Yeah. The, the, the Playboy <laughs> pipe smoking robe. 
Um, but I did notice that Joey and Chandler taste her coffee, and then they dump it in the plant on the table, right? Mm-hmm. And then if you watch at the end of the episode, the plant is dead. Oh, I missed that. <laughs> I'll have to go back. <laughs> to... dead. Like, her coffee is so bad, in like a matter of a day, it killed the plant. <laughs> right. That's funny. <laughs> um. And then uh, Monica and Paul come out of her bedroom. Oh, I did notice oh, at the sorry. beginning of the scene, Chandler's playing with a spoon at the beginning of the uh, at the uh, beginning of the scene. Is that like a callback to like, grabbing yeah, a spoon? Yeah, it's because they were just talking about spoons. So mm. Chandler's also grabbing a spoon. Mm. I think you're reading too into it. But... Oh, whatever. <laughs> you're reading too much into it. So Monica and Paul come out of the bedroom. I think it's really weird. I, I don't know. I have never had any one night stands. You know, I have nothing to speak from as far as experience. But everyone is in your apartment, right? Already. <laughs> right. So you wake up with this guy that you just slept with, and then you have to get dressed in front of him. Well, right. Well, I mean, what else is she going to do? I mean, he's probably like, I got to take a piss. And she's like, <laughs> you have to get completely dressed because right. they're all out there already. Right, right. So they both have to get dressed. I mean, he's wearing his same clothes, but she has on a new outfit. I just think it's weird. I don't know. Again, no frame of reference, but. Right. So Paul leaves, and then um, this is another good line. He goes, uh, not a date. <laughs> right. right. To see what you do on a date. <laughs> right. Now, in this scene, Chandler is not wearing a sweater vest. No. We're not counting this one. Nope. But he is wearing a giant 90s vest. Yeah. It's a suit vest yep. meant to just wear by itself. And then he also has that big button-down short sleeve shirt on, like a bowling shirt type shirt. Mm-hmm. It is three sizes too large. Well, that's how all the 90s clothes were. huge. All the 90s clothes were super huge. I was like, maybe season nine Chandler could wear that with season one Chandler. Like when too I big. put on t-shirts nowadays, I'm like, these t-shirts are super tight because I'm used to the yeah. 90s. Like... <laughs> Baggy clothes. <laughs> uh so that's when Joey and Chandler leave, and um, Chandler does the little dance once I was a wooden boy. Right, right, right. Um, and then Monica can't stop smiling. Yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> short-lived smile. Uh, yeah, she's super happy right now. Right. And I, Paul, the wine guy, is like Tony DeMarco with feelings. So she has feelings for the guy right. who made up a line to sleep with her on the first date. Right. Yep. Wow. And Tony DeMarco. Like, I was thinking we should try and make a list of all of the references right. that they make to Rachel's old boyfriend. <laughs> right. Because there seem to be a lot of those. Right. Um, and then we are in the Iridium restaurant, Monica's the, job. Right. Uh, Monica and Franny, who's mm-hmm. her coworker. Oh, I know Paul. I take credit for Paul. <laughs> take credit for Paul. Ew. <laughs> You had fun last night because of what I did. <laughs> I greased well, him up for you. <laughs> right. Well, first she's like, you had sex. Yeah. Now, do women know when other women had sex? I don't know. I mean, not unless you say something. I mean, I think Rachel knows because they walked out of the bedroom together. Well, yeah, the people in the room right, know. But, but yeah, Franny, Franny is automatically like... But I also don't know how Monica is on a normal day. So maybe she's Ross on a normal day. Right. We know how she is later as a chef. So she might be like 
singing and whistling like right. you know so David she's Addison. Nice and friendly. <laughs> I think you had sex. <laughs> So, is it, like, cool to brag about having slept with the same guy? Like, she acts proud about, like, oh, I know Paul. Right. Like, that's a, I don't know. Again, no frame of reference. I, I don't, I don't know. Right. Again, I like that the show, one of the things I like about the show is the try, it's trying to be edgy without being too edgy. Yeah. And it's trying to be. Um, you know, right off the bat, they're trying to let you know, like, it's a sex positive show. Right. Even though this instance is super creepy. Right. These people are sexually active. They don't have any hangups right. about being sexually yeah. active. They don't feel like God is judging them or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're, they're just trying to, you know, sure. get into relationships and, you know, they're 25. They want to have sex. That's. We were married having sex. <laughs> <laughs> we were married and having sex. Uh, then yeah. we go back to Central Park. Monica, Phoebe, Chandler, Ross, and Joey. Mm-hmm. Um, Joey yells, of course it was a line. <laughs> right. I like yeah. how she pushes him off the couch. <laughs> and again, Joey is, you know, Joey's Joey. Yeah. But I feel like normalizing Paul's bad behavior is a kind of a mistake. I yeah. mean, the other characters don't do it, right. which is good. But it's like the equivalent of, uh, you know, saying, uh, "I might die tomorrow, so you have to have sex with me." Right. Know, like. Well, how I think of it is, this is Paul's super creepy version of the backpack story oh, from later the seasons. Backpacking story, yeah. But again, instead of being like, you know, oh, I did this tremendously good thing, yeah. he's like. Maybe an ex broke up with me, and then I was impotent for yeah. two years. <laughs> I was emasculated, and I need your help. <laughs> right. Like Again, it, it still seems really odd. It's like a long con for a one-night stand. It just seems like, so he's obviously and, been talking her up at, at the restaurant. Right, and it's not like he's a bad-looking guy. Oh, I, mean, he's, yeah. I mean, you think he's too old, but he he's a good-looking guy that's... Yeah. I don't know why he feel like he has to resort to this. It's so creepy and weird. And then Rachel enters and says she's trained for nothing. Um, but she stopped and got Joan and David boots at 50% off. And, of course, Joan and David, I looked it up. So. <laughs> of course you did. I feel like you're going to be hearing that a lot. Yeah, I looked I it looked up. It up. <laughs> Uh, is a real company, Joan and David Boots. Uh, they were in Bloomingdale, so they sold out of Bloomingdale's, which makes sense because Rachel, you know, loved Bloomingdale's. Uh, they did go bankrupt in the year two thousand. Oh, really? Yeah, because their boots cost one seventy five to thirteen hundred dollars a pair. <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> like, I mean, I recently bought Doc Martens that were one hundred and fifty dollars, but come on. Like, yeah, thirteen hundred is a. I mean, yeah. I guess if you're buying a five thousand dollar gravy boat, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> thirteen hundred dollars for boots seems right on par. <laughs> yeah. And again, the repeat, you know, kind of, uh, you know, you're googling stuff. I'm kind of thinking in terms of things that they repeat throughout the series. Mm-hmm. Um, Jill goes through this exact same thing right. later. She goes yeah, Rachel's when she's sister, to be Jill, for a job. right? Yep, yep. And she has credit cards that she memorized. They're still her dad's. Right, right. Yep. 
So then they talk her, go back to Monica's apartment. All six of them are there, and they talk her into cutting up her credit cards. And uh, they're like, cut, cut, cut. Um, and I like the first one where she's like, that's enough. That's, you know, good. And he goes, that was a library card. <laughs> 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 like, he didn't even cut a credit card. <laughs> I find it dubious that Rachel Green even has a library <laughs> card. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I mean, she went to college, so... That's, I find that weird. But. <laughs> I mean, she went to college, but she's trained for nothing. Like, right. what was her degree in? Well, what were her grades like? Yeah, it's true. <laughs> psychology? I'm not, no, I'm not dissing people that have psychology. You are. You totally do. I'm, I'm, not. I'm not cutting this out either. <laughs> oh, man. You make me sound like a jerk. <laughs> Fine. I'll get you back. Um, and then the, Phoebe's backstory, which is your favorite moment. You like that. Right. You're sensitive toward Rachel. You know, she had a bad experience. She didn't want to marry a guy that she didn't love. Yep. You're on board for that. But, uh, Daddy, don't. Yeah, cut me don't off. Don't cut me off. Pay <laughs> for my credit cards. It's like not really had that experience right. in our lives. Right. So I'm, I'm glad that Phoebe was there to go. Okay. It's, it's, it's not that bad. Right. Stop being a baby and cut off the credit cards already. And then uh, the end of that scene is, welcome to the real world. It sucks. You're going to love it. Right. Um, and then it's still in Monica's apartment, so I'm assuming it's the same day. They're watching TV. It's late. We know this because the national anthem's playing at the end. Right. Um, and that meant that the TV station was going off the air for the night. So guess what? I looked it up. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I looked it up and it said it varied by station to station. Some went off at midnight, some went off at 2 a.m. Poltergeist, it went off at 2 a.m. I'd assume it was day to day too, like on Saturdays. It might stay on longer. Um, But then it said it actually started phasing out in the late 90s because cable became more popular and so TV shows were on a little bit longer. Um, And so... Friends doing that was the tail end of that era. Yeah, I think so. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, how do they let you know in sitcoms that it's late now if they can't have a <laughs> it's nice... go, Oh shit, it's two o'clock in the morning. I'm going to bed. <laughs> yeah, that, that works just as well, I guess. <laughs> and then uh, Rachel finds Paul's watch. Right. So now I'm thinking this guy isn't just making up a story. This is a whole sick thing. <laughs> you mean like this guy has a box of watches? I think he's got a box of, a box of watches uh-huh. that he leaves behind. Oh, my God. And he's at home going, oh, yeah, she's going to break that watch. Oh That's part of it for him. Well, then he doesn't have to, like, carry on the relationship with right. her. Right. Right. Oh. Um. Like. Also, like, my big thing was, like, okay, it's on the floor by the chair. What right. the hell? Did it end up on the floor by the chair? Right. Again, that's why I think that it's part of his psychosis because it's in such a weird place. I feel like he took it off Mm -hmm. and laid it on the ground like, oh, this is where they'll find it. And so it, he wasn't in the throes place. of passion and was like, oh, I got to take my watch off. I <laughs> know. <laughs> We're going to have sexy time. Take your watch off. I know that happens to me a lot. <laughs> my watch, my watch. You have to take it off. Socks and watch. Take those shit off. Okay. <laughs> no sex. No, I think he laid it on the ground oh where it would God. be found so she could break it. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> 
Then Monica goes to bed, and uh, we see the tragic beginning of Ross and Rachel <laughs> right. as yeah. Rachel says she's going to bed. <laughs> right. right. They have a little flirtatious moment. Yeah. and uh, Then Monica comes out to go to the bathroom. Right. And... So, I again, I think it's weird that they have these two characters that they obviously planned on doing the will they, won't they. Right. Indefinitely. Well, I think that was a big sitcom trope of the 90s or before. It's like there's right. two people, they're close together in a relationship but not dating, and will they, won't they get... I right. mean, obviously but, moonlighting but, and stuff. But they also have the, you know... In the first episode, she leaves the guy at the altar. He got divorced right. because she's a lesbian. These, and these are the two that <laughs> they're going to play the, mm, are these two ever going to get together? No, they're never going to quite be happy. <laughs> at the end of the series, we'll at the last minute, we'll kind of hook them up together. <laughs> but you know it will last. <laughs> So you think if it were today that Ross and Rachel would not be together? Um, I think that they're probably back together. Oh, they got having been divorced, got married other people, oh, yeah. gotten divorced. I've I've and now actually they're... met people like that. Right, several people. <laughs> but um, I th I think that's where they yeah. they might now be just getting back together. Right, but they were never just like uh, Chandler and Monica right. happy. Yeah. <laughs> um. So Ross says he's grabbing a spoon, right. which means nothing to Monica because she wasn't there for that right. conversation. She's like, okay, Ross. <laughs> Whatever you say, dude. Get out of my apartment. <laughs> but again, they like that this is where they're planning. The writers, I mean, are yeah. planning there. We're going to make a, little, a lot of fun little sayings right. that you're going to like to say that you're going to want, you know, on T-shirts and stuff, you know. Use her lobster. Yeah. Grab a spoon. <laughs> I don't know. Pivot. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that's one of my favorite. But anyway, I digress. Um, and then we get back for the stinger, the the end. Uh, Central Perk. All six friends are there. I kind of like Phoebe repeating everything people say in song. I just think that's well. Funny. See, that's funny because you get annoyed when I do that. <laughs> no, I get annoyed when you repeat. I get things. annoyed. <laughs> When I repeat things. Not oh, see your mm. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. Uh and then we find out Rachel got a job as a waitress at Central right. Perk. And then they see something funny. Did you make it or are you just serving? <laughs> Cause, just, right, because you killed a plant already. Right? I'm not. I'm not drinking that. <laughs> <laughs> um and then that's the end of the episode. That's so. the end. Yeah. It's the end of the pilot episode. You know, you probably didn't know this, but back in high school, I had a major crush on you. I knew. You did? Oh, I always figured you just thought I was Monica's geeky older brother. I did. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, what do you think we learned from this episode, Adam? Um, I think that we learned that uh, Ross's divorce had de devastating effects on his mental health. <laughs> Um, yeah, that'll carry on th throughout the years. Right. <laughs> what do you think we learned? Um, I think my Aunt Monica might be a little naive. Like, she fell for that. I feel like she's smarter than that. <laughs> like, come oh, on. Yeah. I guess she's 25. <laughs> yeah. He probably is charming, whatever. <laughs> and the other thing I learned is I love Chandler from the very first episode. I love Chandler. 
Um, so themes that we explored this episode? Themes that they explored. Sorry. This, not, not that we explored. Okay, we did not explore divorce. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, for the pilot episode, they really dug into divorce. They talked about lesbians. They talked about sex-positive messages, sort of. I mean, <laughs> Paul the Wine Guy kind of... He's creepy, but... He kind of creeped out on that message. And men are gross. I mean... We're going to talk about the themes that they explore a lot. You know, we're going to, this will be one of our usual things that we do. But uh, I think what they were trying to do was instead of being like an 80s sitcom where they're like, this week on A Very Special Friends, <laughs> we're going to solve lesbians. <laughs> we're going to solve lesbians. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> we're we solving that they're awesome. <laughs> <laughs> they are awesome. I'm pro lesbian. <laughs> I don't understand why all women aren't lesbians. <laughs> but I do, but I feel like they're kind of going, you know, bad stuff is, happens in life. You know, divorce happens. Yep. You know, you, you kind of, you're involved with people that you want, you think you want to get married to, but then you really don't. Right. And stuff's going to happen and it's not going to be figured out by the end of the episode. Right. And I like that they kind of have that tactic from mm -hmm. the beginning. Because again, a lot of the 80s things I feel like it's funny because, you know, again, 70s sitcoms, you know, like Three's Company was like we're ignoring all of reality. <laughs> right. <laughs> and this is basically just a cartoon with <laughs> Live with funny you. situations for you to laugh at and i feel like a lot of people went but you're not really addressing anything that's really right. happening yeah. and i think the 80s were like well we're gonna talk about these topics <laughs> right and we're gonna make you laugh at the same time <laughs> and everybody's like okay 80s you need to relax a little bit it's not <laughs> an after school special you're not really solving anything <laughs> Tom Hanks is still an alcoholic. Oh, no. <laughs> He's talking about family ties. I'm talking about family ties. Tom Hanks, look it up. <laughs> um, so, final episode thoughts, Adam. Um, I, I, My thoughts are, like I said at the beginning, you know, I think that as far as the pilot, it's a little clunky. It's a little, you know, they flip back and forth between a lot of scenes. I think because they're trying to cover a lot of ground right. to lay the groundwork for yep. stuff that's going to happen later. But I think they do a lot of, you know, even though some of the characters don't get a lot of screen time in, they're giving you what the character is and what their traits are. And my Phoebe theory about her, you know, it's kind of, it's an out there theory. I admit <laughs> it's an out there. It's kind of like on par with, Toby being the Scranton Strangler right. in the office. You know, it's like, it's a fun theory. Right. It doesn't quite make sense, yeah. but it's fun to go, I bet he is the Scranton Strangler. <laughs> but Phoebe yeah. just kind of Fucking always, you know, like growing up hard. Yeah. And I don't think she's as lovey-dovey as she pretend, pretends to be. Mm -hmm. I think she's, I mean... Obviously, they make you know references about her having a hard edge. Yeah, yeah. That, that, <laughs> but I think it's a little bit harder than they even think. Yeah. Um, I think I focused a lot on Monica. I was, you know, she just has a lot of weird relationships, 
And I just thought that was really weird for her to start off being like in this bad relationship right off the bat. And then she goes, dates that high school kid. And then she dates Chip Matthews. <laughs> so right. I was like, fuck, Monica, what are you doing? <laughs> but again, I have no frame of reference. So right. like, you didn't when I to... was that age, I was already married. So I didn't have that, you know, right. that freedom. So, not that I was looking for freedom. <laughs> so sweater vest tracker. Yep. We had the fountain. Uh-huh. And we forgot to mention at the time, the very last scene. Yep. Chandler snuck in a second sweater vest. <laughs> two sweater vests. Two sweater vests. In one episode. In one episode. <laughs> so our overall sweater vest count is two. two. <laughs> so episode one, sweater vest count two. <laughs> so next week, we have a weird ver- version of Carol. Yes. Uh, she only shows up not for that Carol. one time. Yeah. Not Carol. Right. Yeah. Um, and we get the... We get to see the real life Mr. Potato Head. That was a funny Barry. Barry makes his first appearance. Also, not good looking, weird, you know. Not quite Mr. Potato Head. Yeah, but just weird. Yeah. Episode two or do do. Uh, the, the one. one with, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. The one with the sonogram at the end. <laughs> we obviously cannot say things in sync. Maladjusted so. misfits. Oh, see, you fucked it up already. <laughs> uh. So, yeah, thanks for listening. And uh, if you have any questions about future episodes, you can send it to our email address, which is the T-H-E maladjusted misfits at gmail.com. I almost said google.com. And then uh, we might send a prize to somebody if they can tell us what maladjusted misfits is from. Oh, yeah. There's going to be prizes. I think I will. You know, they they can just Google it probably. Well, it might not come up. You might have to deep dive. Deep dive. Deep dive. Thanks for listening. Talk to you later. Signing off. Bye. Bye. Welcome to the real world. It sucks. You're going to love it.